1: Hey everybody, welcome back. We were talking to Richie Sessions all this week. Uh, we've talked about trends on the college campus and then talked about vulnerability yesterday and just true vulnerability and how we, uh, how much to share in our teaching and uh, counseling of students. So uh, today we're going to be talking about insecurities uh, a little bit. Um, Richie, I started uh, youth ministry in my early 20s, um, and I quickly learned that, <laughs> that ministry exposes you in many ways. Um, and and one of the ways it does that is by bringing my insecurities to the surface. Uh, so after serving in ministry for some time, what have been some of the greatest insecurities, uh, you've wrestled with, and and this is not a question designed to expose or mock you, but hopefully, uh, just for others that are listening to see once again, look, they're not alone in their struggles (laughs) and then maybe even some counsel in the midst of those.
0: Oh my goodness. Um, and I would say this is something I I struggle with and had a conversation this week about this uh, is I'm so uh, just like you said, being exposed, like there's some things that I truly am bad at in ministry. Like some, some things that like I am not good at and I have used my strengths, uh, or even to overcompensate and to try to cover up for those with almost terror, sometimes that people are going to see my weaknesses, my deficiencies uh, of my gift mix, you know, or whatever you want to call it, Um, an insecurity about uh, like what I would say is um, I'm I'm I really struggle with with structure and follow through. Uh, uh, I'm good at starting, starting things and like thinking about things and being with people. And, but man, um, there's a follow through that comes with ministry and keeping up with people. um, That is really good. A big part of shepherding that I really struggle with. And man, I I know one of the reasons I know I'm insecure about, about it. Is because when anytime someone like says like, "Hey, did you get my email? Or did you follow up on this thing? Or did you do this?" And I'll be like, I either forgot, or I could, didn't do it because I didn't want to, or I was stupid, or whatever. Like I just <laughs> dropped the ball. Like literally, just missed it. Just struck out. I get, I almost get, I almost get like, I get like sweaty palms. I get like <laughs> nervous because I'm so t- terrified of being, I'm just like they're going to find out and they're going to find out I'm a phony mm. and they're going to want to run me off. And they're, you know, they're going to, and so I go to all these scary places. And so what I'll do is I'll just really, really want to work out of my strengths in a sense that like, I don't want to ever face any of those weaknesses. So, and, and, and <laughs> something I I used to make this joke too, that like, Certain things that I didn't like to do were not, quote, my gift. And so I would say, like, yeah, being on time is not my gift. You know, it's just yeah, it's not my gift. You know, returning email is not my gift. And so if I didn't like it or if I wasn't good at it, it wasn't my gift. But, like, you know, everyone has a gift, right? We all have gifts. And so I'd make a joke about it. Like, um, But I, but it was actually really true. I would kind of do that. It's like, oh, that's not my gift. And sometimes it was just because, like, um, either one – I didn't want to go through, I didn't want to do the hard work of strengthening that part of my weakness, which is one, just a grown up thing to do, take responsibility for it. Um, It's like, maybe you just like, you can actually get better at certain things, you know? And, but that takes really facing my weakness and then asking for help, (laughs) (laughs) which is so hard and which is so humbling asking for help. And God, I don't know how to do this or admitting, you know, or, um, not delegating well. Because I want to look omni, I want to look omni competent. I think that may be one of my biggest idols. Is I want to look like I have all the gifts, mm. and a real, that's a real insecurity. I want to look like I have all the gifts, but it's like, uh, man, it's almost like the avid Brothers song: "Like the weight of lies will bring you down and follow you to every town because nothing happened here that won't happen there." Mm. And and I found myself pushing ministry away or like wanting to, you know, getting nervous because I was like, when it, what happens? Cause they're going to find out that I don't have all the gifts. They're going to find out that I'm weak. And, and so how to stay in that place and admit that either, I don't know to admit that I, that I dropped the ball, uh, maybe to learn how to delegate so that the body of Christ can be the body of Christ. And, but in order to do that, I have to admit that I don't have all the gifts. Mm. And so, man, God, over the last 14 years has been working on my ultimate insecurity, which is I want to be a rock star. Mm. I mean, I want to look like I have it all together. And when people find out, it freaks me out. Mm. And so what's amazing is what the gift that being in ministry for a little little while is when I do – what's amazing is when I join the human race – (laughs) <laughs> and admit, what's shocking is when you admit your weakness, your deficiency, when you admit that you don't know how to do things. when you, admit, For me, it's been so shocking that people actually move toward me and, and actually my, – so my hypervigilance goes down. My hypervigilance of having to be omnicompetent goes down when I admit that I don't have all the gifts. And then I actually can go – I don't know how to do that. Uh, can you help me do that? Can you show me how to do that? But I used to think strength and ministry, strength and ministry, or strength of leadership was like not, not ever asking for help. And if, if your listeners, if the listeners could hear me say anything is the strength of leadership is asking for help.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, it's actually asking for help. The idea of never let them see you sweat is not biblical. Hmm. Uh, and it causes people like it's I wonder if so much of our like fear, dread, anxiety, and then so much so many of our addictions and blow ups and burnouts in ministry, how many of those could be helped if ministers would begin to ask for help?
1: Wow, yeah, that's that's good, and you know, I know I was gonna ask the question, why do you think that is such a temptation? I know it is in all life, but in ministry to appear. Like we have it all together, like we can lead the church, like we can lead the the youth group. I, I know it's pride is the root of that, but but well, why do you think that is such a temptation? If we you know are preaching a gospel that says right. you, you're admitting you're weak and that we don't have it all together, what what do you think that is?
0: I, I there are a lot of lot of lot of answer, lot of reasons for that. It's a very complex answer question, but. I in one sense it's very, very complex and in, in another sense it's really really basic and it's that our leaders don't believe the gospel <laughs> like um because just like a family your family is going to go uh your family's going to follow the parents and so you're going to set the tone and so i would say teaching elders ruling elders as far as the PCA is concerned or just leaders in a church pastor leaders people who are the leading the church um, they create the environment and so if they're not uh, broken if they're not admitting the weakness, if they're not asking for help I would say we're probably not safe at the elder level Is probably the old like the met like that's the big one is when the elders aren't broken and they're not safe, and they're not like human. Then, um, and then also believe in the gospel as brothers together. Then the culture they're creating, both at a staff level, um, and then and then that, and then the church level, is a toxic, unsafe place. And so pastors are terrified to go like, I didn't do that, or I don't know how to do that. Right. So it, it creates an environment in the same way. If you just apply, I think a great illustration of this the family, when it, when it's not okay to be imperfect in a family, then you raise uh, just terrified people. Hmm. And so the more there's perf- the more perfectionism and the more image management, the more hypervigilance, the more toxic the environment is and the scarier it is. it I, Probably people listening to me is like, man, you're in a scary church. And um, it's because like, yeah, we're, we're everyone starting with the pastor and the ruling elders and the teaching elders or however you churches built or how is you governed? The leaders um, are the most insecure. Mm. And when that happens, the, the followers are super insecure so i think that's i think so there's a bunch of different little tributaries but i think that's the mother love hmm.
1: that's a yeah very Un,
0: unbroken leaders
1: yeah very good point because like you said i mean that's gonna permeate you know in a church or in a household if we're talking about a family um so that's very good and just as you said as you've found as you've started to admit certain weaknesses how that actually draws people in um in the connection that you have yeah there.
0: Um, if you just show up and go, you know, I was I became a senior pastor of independent at 33, and one, one of the things that did I I just I think I just had to go. Like, I don't know how to do this, and they're like, Yeah, we know you don't know how to do this, and I was so shocked. I was like, I thought you were gonna fire me when I did. <laughs> I was like, You're 33, dude. Like, and and then you can actually learn. You can actually grow without the fear of like rejection. I think we're so afraid of revealing our incompetence um yeah there's just there yeah so i man i think renewal in the church and it comes the same way renewal happens in our lives personally renewal in the church comes the way same way renewal happens personally is um when we are believe believing living experiencing repentance and faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ and experiencing this the power of the Spirit applying our union with Jesus in in real ways where we're being transformed uh by his word and by his power, then it just you create renewed individuals and then you create renewed leaders and then those they create renewed churches. I think a renewal looks like us believing, like really believing the gospel.
1: Man, really, really good stuff, Richie. I appreciate that.
0: Yeah.